everybody. This is Tyler Suters with the Consumer Technology Association. We are the owners and producers of CES, the largest, the most influential tech event in the world. We are here to help you get CES ready. The show is January 7th through the 10th, 2020 in Las Vegas, as always. And today, a topic that if you listen to us regularly, I bet you know so well you can say it right along with me and probably mimic my intonation almost perfectly as well. So give it a run. Every company today is or needs to be a tech company. It is a truism in today's marketplace. And it's shown across the floor at CES 2020. Just take a look at the roster of what many would consider non-traditional technology companies who want very much to show their promise, their potential, and also their actuality in the tech space today. Johnson & Johnson and P&G, Dow and DuPont, American Express and Delta Airlines, and then some of the stars of CES 2019, John Deere and Impossible Foods, they're also back in 2020. Today, a pair of conversations with very well-known American companies. First, CVS. This is a company whose mission is helping people on their path to better health. And that means everything from pharmacies to health services to plans. And now they are unlocking the power of data. Why technology is so critical to the future and so much of the present for CVS. Also, if you don't immediately recognize the name Weber Stevens as a company. I bet you know their product, Weber Grills. Yeah, an iconic American company. Their kettle grill first debuted in 1952, and the innovation hasn't stopped in the nearly 70 years since then. We'll take a look at how innovation is driving this American company and maybe even revolutionizing your backyard grilling experience. All of that is on this episode of CES Tech Talk. Joining us now from CVS Health is Adam Pellegrini. He is Senior Vice President of Consumer Health Products there. And Adam, great to have you with us. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, you know health tech and digital health from a number of perspectives in the private sector. Um, focusing on CVS Health, what is the place for this company in the tech world, in the innovation space. Um, again, we say it all the time, every company today is or really needs to be a technology company to succeed. Well, that's a great question. CBS Health, uh, obviously everyone thinks of CBS in, uh, in many different ways, but one way they think of CBS is the corner uh, drugstore. But really the transformative capability of CBS Health um, you know, is, is really starting to hit its stride uh, with the uh, bringing in of Aetna and with, obviously, CVS Caremark. We have the ability to not only uh, sort of help the consumer navigate the healthcare system, which, frankly, is one of the, the biggest requests. It's a very complex healthcare system. Uh, the more that we can help the consumer navigate it, find a seamless, simple, and smart way uh, to, to really uh, be empowered in the healthcare system. Um, we think that that's our role. Uh, and if you think about CVS Health, um, it really is uh, a brand that the consumer trusts. Uh, and with regards to technology, uh, really in the digital space today in healthcare, it's more about omni-channel experiences. 
Mm. And that it's not just about digital and technology, but it's about that digital technology, you know, enabling or, uh, you know, being a part of the in-person or brick-and-mortar experience. Um, so it's really about that seamlessness that really everyone is searching for today. Uh, one of the aspects of CVS Health, Adam, is how you're transforming the consumer health experience. Uh, that's a term you, you used just a moment ago. Um, we'll dive into the new health hub store concepts in just a second. But first is the most obvious connection between CVS Health and innovative technology. And that is your new delivery services uh, and the partnerships you, you just announced in the, the not-too-distant past. Yes. Uh, again, something that I think is an enabler of that seamless experience. Um, UPS actually approached CVS to explore drone delivery um, in several different use cases, uh, and we were happy to help them with their pilot. Uh, we believe that rapid delivery to the home of medications uh, and convenience items is important to our customers, um, especially in rural areas where drone delivery could really prove beneficial. Um, those are the type of ways that, I mean, if you think about it from an omni-channel perspective, uh, it bridges both digital and brick and mortar. Uh, it, it enables, it makes things seamless. Um, it's an expectation that consumers um, are starting to have across the board in many different sectors, um, but one that truly delights in the healthcare space. What about the health hub, the store concept, and, and how you see this evolving for CVS Health? Yeah, health hubs, that's one of the most exciting areas for me because if you think about this idea as uh, of CBS as the front door to health, um, uh, a term that we use, um, the health hubs truly become that, that inner, um, uh, for lack of better words, hub where the spokes branch out into different healthcare journeys. Um, and so as we set up these health hubs, um, you know, right now we're opening up in select markets across the United States. Um, and we'll be continually building out more and more. Um, but really, it's about making that navigation journey for the consumer easier um, and, and really uh, enabling some of these concepts. I think that a lot of us have been working on, I myself have worked on uh, concepts around uh, care coordination, care management, uh, making managing chronic disease uh, easier. Um, having that, that, that one place you can go to and having that health concierge, we actually have a health concierge in the health hub um, that can help navigate uh, different resources. To me, that's just a, a fantastic example of that front door, but that front door leading to other, again, other journeys, some digital, some non-digital, um, and some both digital and non-digital on the channel in nature. Um, so I think it really is an exciting uh, milestone for the company. Uh, and one that I'm, I'm excited to see as it grows out uh, across the country. Well, let's focus for a moment on the digital side, Adam, and, and the major trends that you are seeing in digital health writ large. It is in, uh, exponentially expanding space right now. It truly is. I mean, you hear a lot of things around artificial intelligence or, or machine learning, um, uh, you know, enabling healthcare. Really, you know, a lot of investment in virtual care. One area that I am also passionate about is uh, telemedicine and virtual care. Um, and this, you know, now when it comes to health devices, we just all expect those to be connected devices. Um, we expect them to do more, um, to have more engaging experiences. Um, and as we start looking across the industry, I think we'll start uh, not only seeing that our consumers are expecting that seamless, simple, and smart 
connected health experience. Um, but, you know, partners, uh, you know, those employers that we engage with uh, as well as part of our B2B uh, uh, activities, um, those are the type of folks that are just going to expect that from CVS. Uh, and what's great is we, we are already, um, you know, working on great initiatives around uh, several announcements around uh, telemedicine. Um, if you go into a CVS today, you will find connected devices. Now, the key is how do we wrap experiences around these connected uh, connected devices and hardware? So I think you'll see this evolution of now it's it's not, you know, the, the base is making sure uh, connected health devices are actually connected. Um, we're going to need to go much greater and, and deliver experiences. Um, so, you know, if, if you think of healthcare today, digital adds the ability to create experiences um, around uh, both, you know, online and offline uh, capabilities, um, which to me is what drew me to CVS is the ability to have uh, all of the different capabilities uh, of the health benefits part of the organization, of the PBM part of the organization, and the retail healthcare part of the organization um, to be able to wrap these experience and provide meaningful uh, value to the consumer. Well, as, as broad as it is, Adam, how do you at CVS Health prioritize that? In other words, where where do you dedicate your leadership in that space? It's a fantastic question. Uh, obviously, there's so many exciting areas to focus on. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, we do look at what do our customers want. We, we, we listen to feedback. We look at pain points. Um, and so when we start looking through all of the different feedback pain points, um, we really prioritize use cases based upon the greatest need. Um, and, and obviously, chronic condition management is, is an area that uh, all of us know needs uh, to, to be a high-focus area. Uh, virtual care, um, you know, obviously, uh, that's an area that the industry as a whole is, is focused on. Um, and really, navigation. It's, it's amazing how much we can do just to help people navigate the healthcare system. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of work we can do and prioritize work in making that journey seamless and helping you know, consumers or members or employees navigate the system in which we are actually a big part of uh, easier. Um, so so I, when I come to my area of prioritization, I really do think about what areas need uh, simplicity, what areas need uh, you know, that, that idea of seamless care experiences, um, and, and where can we make the greatest impact. And so um, as we you know, obviously go down this journey of transformation, it's still uh, the starting point of the journey. It's, it's, it's uh, not, the, not the middle point or the end point. Um, we, we have to look at where the biggest impact area is. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, chronic condition management is going to be a big one for us as well as virtual care. So it's a journey for all of us to the extent that we are all patients, caregivers at, at, at some point in our lives. Um, putting somewhat of a random finite end on it, or at least a boundary, Adam, where's this space evolving? And let's say the next five years, uh, it is changing so quickly. Can you envision what's next and what lies ahead in, in that relatively short time frame? It's a really great, uh, another great question. I think this, this, this industry and this space is evolving at lightning speed. Um, our expectations are, are evolving very quickly. The consumer's expectations are evolving very quickly. Unfortunately, um, we have to figure out how to have, you know, the, the system evolve as quickly um, as, 
the expectation. Um, and so really it's how do we actually fix some of the seamless, simple things first? Um, and, and we could do a lot in healthcare today by fixing some of the things that just need to be simple. Um, and, and, and if I were looking at all of the whiz-bang technology that is out there and I see so much uh, on a daily basis, um, I really do hearken back to, uh, you know, some things are going to be, uh, you know, we're going to put energy into fixing the simple uh, and making it seamless um, and, and not really focusing necessarily on how do we find the next great technology. Um, I think the use cases drive where this thing is, where, where this industry is going to evolve to. Um, so, for example, if we can, again, I go back to navigation, you know, today, uh, you know, it may be difficult for folks to know who to call for what. Um, that's a simple, that should be a simple problem to solve. It's not a simple problem to solve for everything. Um, but if we can find a way to be proactive in, in educating our members or educating consumers um, on how to actually find the right resources, or more importantly, how do we have those resources proactively engage the consumer? Those are the type of problems I think in the next two years, three years, uh, the industry is going to be really tackling. Um, from a technology perspective, how do we scale those new innovations that we know are, um, you know, it's where, where the, the future is heading? Things like uh, the pilots with drone uh, delivery, um, things like uh, how do we actually, uh, you know, have folks come into the store, come to the health hub um, and, and engage in different activities uh, that are, you know, personalized to them. Those are the type of things that I think as, as, as an industry we will focus on. There will always be new innovations coming out in the industry on a mm-hmm. regular basis. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be successful. Some of them will not be successful. Um, and, and so we always have to keep our minds open to new innovations, but really also put energy into uh, simplifying the existing process and the existing system. So couldn't have written a better segue into CES 2020 on that note, Adam. Um, the most immediate future. Uh, the show is on our doorstep. Uh, it's really becoming a destination for the digital health ecosystem. Um, what is your strategy at CVS Health going into CES and how, how you plan to execute for you know, four days and beyond on the ground in Las Vegas? You know, one of the things that, uh, you know, obviously uh, I'm new to CVS. Uh, so my number one uh, motto is listen, listen, and learn. Um, because there is so much already going on. Um, and so to learn and listen to others, uh, to absorb, uh, even when I go to CES, uh, which I go to uh, every year, uh, uh, specifically the Digital Health Summit and the health and fitness areas, um, when I go to these areas, um, you can get a lot out of dialogue with those that are trying to reinvent the future, and you can get a lot out of dialogue with those that are living in the current uh, system. So I think... You know, for me, you know, the, when I when I hit the ground uh, running in Las Vegas at CES, um, I'm going to do a lot of exploration of those different areas. I'm going to attend the Digital Health Summit and listen to the great speakers. Um, but more importantly, I'm going to actually have dialogues with folks from other sectors to learn how are they tackling the challenges that are similar to the challenges of healthcare. You know, navigation is not just a problem in healthcare. It's that is a problem in transportation. It's a problem in other sectors. Mm-hmm. How do we actually learn from other? Uh, you know, CES has uh, done a phenomenal job of connecting other sectors together into uh, to communicate and share best practices. And I think that's one thing 
that I always take away from CES um, is that best practice sharing. Yeah, uh, the serendipity uh, is also another element that uh, CES veterans know well. Um, speaking of that, Adam, how many CES shows will this be for you in 2020? Oh, boy. I would have to uh, look back. I, I, I don't remember a time I, I didn't uh, either personally or, or professionally uh, attend CES. I definitely know it's uh, over four, five, six years, um, uh, uh, so uh, probably more. But uh, it, uh, for me, is one of the most exciting shows I go to. Um, and, and now I go to very few shows uh, uh, and just so that I can focus on the ones that I think I can extract the most. And um, information from. So your veterans tips, right? Your inside hacks for navigating CES as a veteran. Yeah. Uh, patience um, when it comes to waiting for a taxi. Um, uh, uh, this is my tip on that. Uh, you, you use a wearable to, to get your steps in. Um, I love walking <laughs> uh, around. Um, I think uh, ambulation uh, would be the clinical term for a way uh, an intervention at uh, CES. Um, but on a serious side, um, I think that the hacks would be really do your homework ahead of time of what it is that you're looking to learn. Right. So if it is about drones, I know where that drone area is myself. I've been there many times. Um, I'm going to go look, and I, I have every year, what is the next generation technology that's coming out, and talk to the people there. Um, so do your homework ahead of time. Make sure that you have a plan uh, for how to... Uh, seamlessly and sim- uh, simplistically uh, navigate CES. Um, and then, you know, don't, don't uh, you know, in my mind, uh, don't wait till the last second to sign up for some of the things you really want to engage in because mm-hmm. they may be full. So, uh, again, simple, uh, simple solution to uh, CES. I don't know, CES, I don't know if it's a, it's a hack, but it's, it's uh, the way I live when it uh, comes to such a great and huge event. Man, I would have accepted wear comfortable shoes as a hack, but you went so much, <laughs> so much deeper. That is too. And <laughs> there are fantastic CVS stores all around CES. And so, um, you know, if you miss something, uh, we're there for you. <laughs> Adam Pellegrini is Senior Vice President of Consumer Health Products at the aforementioned CVS Health. Adam, it's great to have you with us and look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas yet again this year. Thank you so much and look forward to seeing you as well. Joining us today is the CEO of Weber, an iconic brand for all of you backyard warriors, and I'm including myself in that. Chris Scherzinger. Chris, it is great to have you with us today. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tyler. I'm super happy to be with you today. Um, Not only a Weber user and a fan, but I am also a big believer that, and all our listeners know this, every company today is or needs to be a tech company. And clearly at Weber, you're embracing this ethos. Yeah, in many senses, I would say that Weber has always been a tech company, um, not necessarily always writing software code, but, but certainly innovating in the grilling space since the, uh, the birth of Weber in 1952. And even, even at that time in 1952, our, uh, our founder, George Stephen, who invented, um, really invented the covered barbecue grill, was truly innovative and bringing new technologies to the market back in the 50s. So I think it's, it's a natural evolution for us as a leading brand in the grilling space to always be pushing the envelope further and, and taking the grilling category in new directions. 
Well, you know, Chris, that's a great way to look at this protracted timeline we've got because innovation in technology takes many forms. And you're right, whether it's a kettle grill and the first cover or where we are today with, with all the connected apps that are available for, for, for cooking. Um, what are the trends you're seeing right now and, and how are you applying those at Weber to really stay at the forefront of this, this IoT space? It is rapidly evolving, as uh, you and your audience know as well as I ever could. Um, the, the appearance of technology, whether it's in the, the kitchen or on the patio in food preparation, is, is evolving rapidly. It's, it's, I think it changes year to year uh, at this point. And there's definitely an increasing use of technology and cooking really uh, across a, a multitude of uh, cooking activities. So it's no surprise that, that uh, for Weber... As, as a leader in grilling, we, we need to be engaged with consumers on their expectations for what technology can bring to the cooking experience and what, what need that fills in the, the barbecue space in terms of uh, ensuring that consumers have a great experience and they get great food on the, uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the process. So for us, uh, Weber, we view Weber's role um, as it relates to, to technology is to be the leader, to be at the forefront of bringing smart cooking, if you will, to your patio and to your grilling activities. So if we could get specific uh, about, about products, Chris, Weber Connect in, in general, I mean, we, we, we talk about, and, and you mentioned this, the, the role of smart home connectivity and how that ties into uh, smart kitchen technology, whether that's devices or individual products. Where is Weber Connect's place in that broader, you know, food at home ecosystem? So we're, I mean, we're very excited about Weber Connect. It's a new, a new launch for us um, just now. Uh, we're, we're launching it, frankly, we're launching it at the show uh, with you guys in a couple of weeks. So the, the Weber Connect concept is really a platform, and it's a platform built on guided grilling. Uh, so the way I think about Weber Connect is it's a step-by-step grilling assistant. And uh, I mentioned George Steven, our founder. Yeah. Um, he ran the company for, for 40 years and then passed the torch to one of his sons, uh, Jim Stephen, who is still with us uh, as, a board, as a board of directors member. And Jim tells stories about how his dad, who was basically the, the founding father of grilling, his dad would stand behind him and teach him how to cook a steak on a barbecue. Mm. And uh, in sort of an iconic fatherly moment, uh, that's really what we're trying to recreate with Weber Connect. And the idea of guided grilling and, and, and uh, step-by-step instruction on how to grill is a little bit like having George standing behind you over your shoulder and giving you a, a, a nudge when it's time to flip the steaks or giving you uh, a notice on when, what, time, when time, what time you should take the chicken breasts off the grill so that they're done perfectly and they're uh, maximum juiciness, but they're done just at the right, the right finish temperature. So I, we kind of view it as a, as a very natural um, evolution for Weber to take all of our 70 years of experience and bring it to life in a technology application. And the label for that for us is Weber Connect. And, and you just recently, Chris, brought uh, a new product that is at the forefront of, of technology. And it's interesting to, 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 to share that narrative of, of um, you know, your founder's voice in this modern technology. Um, a pellet grill, the smoke fire. Uh, can you delve into what makes this so unique in this space? Sure, I'd be happy to. The smoke fire, uh, we're also really excited about. It's the first grill that's enabled with the Weber Connect platform. 
So Smokefire is, um, has, has just launched and we're in the process of introducing that to the market. It's the, it is a, a Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connected product that will really um, redefine the pellet, the wood pellet grill category because it, it, it's enabled with uh, the guided grilling aspects that I just talked about with Weber mm-hmm. Tech, plus an awful lot of, of uh, grilling technologies in sort of the hard goods engine of the machine that give Weber significant advantages in the marketplace. And, and it, it would be things like having a, a more powerful engine that can not only cook low and slow for something like a brisket or, or uh, ribs, but also can sear at very high temperatures and deliver uh, a, an incredible seared steak um, on the grill as well. So it's a, it's a, a multi-purpose grill that can cook uh, across a range of different um, techniques and methods. And all of those are connected through the Weber Connect uh, platform so that it's ultimately super easy for a consumer, for any consumer, to execute amazing food on the grill. So it's got to be a challenge for, for any company who, who really wants to delve deeply into the technology space and embrace that, that moniker of being a tech company. Um, and one of the ways that Weber approached this is by partnership, right? Working with June to develop the Weber Connect technology. How did that partnership develop right. and, and, and how has it really brought to life um, the product as it is today in, in working with another team? It, it's been a it's been a really amazing journey with the June folks. Uh, I, in my very first meeting um, with Jim Steven, uh, just as I was joining Weber, um, he and I spoke about the June oven. We had both seen it. Actually, I think we had seen it at a CES show, um, or, or he saw it. I think uh, online, and I saw it at the show. And so, in any event, we were talking about how much we admired the experience of using a June oven and what that might look like in the grilling space. And uh, as luck would have it, um, we reached out to to Matt and Nikhil at June and uh, got acquainted, and they were very interested in trying to find a partner to expand from just the, the countertop oven space into a broader a broader platform as well. And so we, we spent some time um, diving a little deeper into that conversation and ended up agreeing to work together toward this venture of creating Weber Connect. And it's been a, an amazing journey. It takes sort of the best of what we've brought to the market over many years with Weber, and it takes the best of what June has brought to the world as a tech company in a food preparation or a cooking space and uh, combine them into almost a one plus one equals three type of relationship. And um, it's, it's been very transformative for, I think, both companies, but specifically speaking for Weber, it's been transformative. In some sense, we've taken Weber now from being a hardware company to a software company. And that's a that's an amazing evolution to take place in just a year or two. Yeah, it's a great way to, to put it in, in in our world of technology, right, Chris? Um, I, it's such an evocative picture that you paint of, you know, there with your dad or in some cases with your mom, right, telling you how to proceed as you're learning to use a grill. Um, and <laughs> I can't help but fall back on, you know, me working with my own pop and hearing things like, well, you want it hot, but not too hot. And you want the coals, well, you'll know they're ready when you see them. And <laughs> it's, it's kind of right. you know, hand-me-down advice that, that's pretty vague. Um, Weber Connect gets really specific, and especially with the real-time alerts, right? I mean, you, you I wouldn't say it's foolproof necessarily, but maybe it's dad-proof <laughs> is a better way to put it. 
it's a, it, it certainly raises your odds of success, I guess is, a, <laughs> is maybe the safest way to put it. it yeah. It's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing journey. Um, we have, we have within Weber, uh, all around the world, actually, we, we market in over 75 countries around the world. And in many of those countries, we have teams on the ground that have chefs who work for Weber. And in some cases we have, uh, cooking classes and, and, uh, training, you know, training classes to mm-hmm. teach people how to grill better. And so it's very much a professional version of what you're talking about in the backyard. And, um, all of those chefs we've brought together to combine really all of their culinary knowledge and the experience that we've built over 70 years and turn that into, in some sense, algorithms that allow us to give tips and guidance and, um, and directions, if you will, to someone using the Weber Connect platform on one of our grills. So uh, that could be anything from, uh, I mentioned before, like when it's time to flip the steaks. So to get the perfect doneness on one side and the other side, it's monitoring both the ambient temperature of the grill as well as the temperature of the food through, um, in the case of the smoke fire, through um, four portals that will that will allow you to, to probe a particular brisket or, or a, a pot roast or some kind of a some kind of a, a protein that you're cooking on the grill, and it will um, give you based on the use environment that you're in, the temperature of your grill, the ambient temperature outside. So on a cold day versus a hot day, your grill cooks a little bit differently. It takes all of the chef's knowledge that we've built up and applies the perfect tips on flipping and when to pull it off the grill and serve. It gives you an ETA countdown on when your food should be should reach its, its final temperature and be done and ready to pull off the grill. It, it really takes the guesswork out of grilling. So we're very excited about bringing that very practical, hands-on uh, guidance to a mass market of consumers who, in some cases, might be a little intimidated to try something new on a grill. Like I, I would say as someone, even myself, um, thinking about doing a 14-hour cook on a brisket is not as simple as throwing on some burgers and, and dogs, which uh, are great also. So I'm a big fan of burgers and dogs. Um, but but there's a little bit of intimidation to try something new sometimes. And what Weber Connect will do, and, speci- and specifically on Smokefire, what this will do as an embedded platform and an embedded technology is take down the barriers, like take away the intimidation, mm-hmm. make you help you know that you're set up for success and you're going to get great food results for the house full of people that you're entertaining. Yeah, that you will be eating and eating well once it's once it all comes together. Um, what about moving a bit That's more right. upstream, Chris? You talk about the expert chefs you work with. Um, you also have uh, a series of recipes available via Weber Connect. How are those developed? How do you build and, and you know, evolve that library? It's, it's a great question. Uh, I love the, the idea of recipes because Weber has um, well over, I think, 15, over 15 cookbooks that we've built over the years. And we, I keep a stack in my office of all the historical cookbooks that go back. It's a bit of a, it's like a story of Americana to read the, the Weber cookbooks from the 70s and 80s and then compare them to what's in our, what's in our most recent um, cookbooks that we've launched. But in many, in many cases, those are, those are static. Like one way I think about Weber Connect is it's a little bit like a nav system on your phone. So I'm old enough to know uh, what it was like to have uh, a Rand McNally road atlas in my car. And if I was going to go visit a friend a few hours away, I had to make sure the atlas was in the car because I had to find back roads in Missouri to um, help me navigate to, to find my friend's house. 
that's a little bit like cooking from a recipe, uh, even a recipe that's online, you know, that's available. Maybe it's flashed up on, on my iPad. Those are fairly static. What Weber Connect does is brings a nav system in some sense to your cooking process and to your grilling so that you have now a smart guidance through that recipe. So we, we actually, I don't even call them recipes now. I, we call them cook programs. And so if you're going to have, um, you know, the brisket example, if you're going to embark on a brisket, it's not just reading the static environment of place the oven at this temperature or place the grill at this temperature for a certain amount of time. And then it's not really acknowledging, well, it's snowing outside. So does that change the equation for right. how well this, this works? Like the closest you can get is like altitude in a baking recipe. Sometimes the altitude instructions show up. But for Weber Connect, it gives you the precise feedback in the moment. It's individualized. So it's your moment on your grill with your piece of food. And it's giving you tailored instructions on what to do in that moment. And that's, that's a recipe uh, sort of a recipe squared, you know, it's a recipe with more, much more valuable direction and content that's built in. And so that's why we call it a cook program. It's a little bit more than just a recipe. I can only imagine, Chris, how many folks are nodding along with you right now saying, heck yeah, I'm grilling in a snowstorm. <laughs> that's not even, not even worth that's right. a second. Well, that's part of it. You can't work for Weber if you're not willing to grill in a snowstorm, for sure. <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, wrapping up, talk about what you all have planned for CES 2020. Um, you are a veteran of the show. You've been a number of times. Where is Weber's place? What are the connections you're trying to make, the, the strategy that you're going into CES with coming up in the year ahead? Well, we're very excited to be there. Uh, it, for Weber, it's a first. And um, it, it, in some sense, it's a, a capstone moment of, of convincing ourselves in the sense that we are a technology company and that we are uh, an innovator beyond hardware and now an innovator in consumer experiences um, and in a technology sense. And so uh, we're very excited to be there. We have... Um, we have fun things in store. I will tell you that when Weber shows up anywhere, we tend to show up with delicious food. And so <laughs> uh, one thing I can promise your listeners who are at the show is we will be cooking. There are cook demos going on to showcase the smoke fire grill and all the things that smoke fire can do, whether it's low and slow or a high heat sear. Um, we'll have Weber Connect fired up and people can, can uh, touch and feel what that looks like. And we have a couple of surprises in store as well. So we're, we save a little bit of the, of the um, special uh, fireworks for the day of, but I would say it's, it's definitely worth a stop by. Uh, you had me as soon as you said proteins on the grill. <laughs> Chris Scherzinger <laughs> is, right. the, is the CEO of Weber. Big plans coming up for CES 2020. Chris, a blast to talk to you and um, excited to see what you all have in store. Tyler, it was super fun, uh, and I hope I hopefully I'll get to meet you out there at some point during the show, but um, thanks for having me on. All right, coming up next time on CES Tech Talk, we are focusing on C-Space, a remarkable, dynamic sector of the show. And if you haven't made your way over there in years past, make 2020 the year that C-Space is on your priority list. It is where the marketing world, the entertainment world, Hollywood and media and content all come together. And just as with across CES show floors, you're seeing how technology is changing our lives for the better. Coming up on this episode, a glimpse at how technology is revolutionizing the marketing world, how it drives messaging, how it connects with us and consumers, 
and how it's changing the game almost day by day. Not because technology is new in marketing. Um, you know, we've been using technology and software and marketing for many, many years, um, probably since the, the late 80s and early 90s. That is next time on CES Tech Talk. And we want you, of course, to be CES ready. So do yourself a favor, subscribe to the CES Tech Talk podcast. And that way you won't miss any of the episodes as we're getting ready for the big show. And that is CES 2020, January 7th through the 10th in Las Vegas. You can go to our website, ces.tech, for more information on that, including a good, deep, broad look, use the adjective of your choice, at our conference programming, all kinds of techs. Ah, let me just take that all again, sorry. <clears throat> Outro take two. All right, well, we want you to be CES ready, so do yourself a favor, subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't miss any of the episodes as we're getting ready for the big show. And CES 20 itself is January 7th through the 10th in Las Vegas. More information and how you can prepare your own trip and game plan your show is all at our website, ces.tech. That is ces.tech. Hey, while you're there, check out our robust conference programming at CES, dealing with the intricacies, the innovations, the trends, the future of where the technology and innovation sectors are going, and you're going to hear directly from the experts. So again, look at the conferences section to find out all the programming that takes place around CES 2020. As always, nothing about this podcast would be remotely possible without the true stars of our program. Our senior studio engineer, John Lindsay, and our executive producer, Tita Anthony. You all are the best in the business. I'm Tyler Suters. Let's talk tech again soon.